Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Ask Amadeus podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Amadeus Schott. In this podcast, we talk about real estate, culture, the internet, and basically anything I want to talk about because it's really just all about me. Come on, let's be serious here. The episode today is going to be a real estate episode, so if you don't like those episodes, you can skip, but you should probably stick around because you're always going to learn something with me, okay? But before we get into that, it's the... Last day of 2020, everybody's been looking forward to it. So much has changed. So much has changed, but a lot has remained the same. It's always a day to look into the future, reflect on the past, where we're going, what we did good, what we did bad, what we can change in the future. And so much has changed in this year for, on the individual level and the macro level. And especially in certain places more than others. Like we're, we're in New York. Things have changed quite a lot here. We're inside out people now. People are learning to live outside or just stay out inside and never go outside. I was in the park yesterday and I saw one of my friends. They basically told me they haven't been outside in like five months. Where another group of my friends, you know, leaned into, especially myself, leaned into just being outside because you can't stay inside all the time. But you need to know how to stay outside. You need to know how to be an inside-out person. Listen, long johns. People, one of the most underrated pieces of clothing there is for someone who lives on the Northeast. Puff jackets. I didn't own a puff jacket until I was like 30. No, 33. That's way too long. Way too long. Go to Unigo. They're like $40. Hand warmers. I mean, give me a break. Those were, I used to work on a ski mountain. I thought hand warmers were, were, for, were for, uh, for tourists. But they're not. They're for everyone. Listen, it's just a little bit of joy. You go camping. And it's good. I think people need to learn more about being outside in cold weather, rain, whatever. It's good for you. you gotta, it makes you feel alive. It's better than being cooped up inside. We'll do, I was thinking about doing a little outside, inside, outside person episode. Teach you a little couple skills about staying alive in the outdoors, the great outdoors. I think one of the big things that I think is great on a macro level is that, you know, obviously some people leaned in and don't want to go outside, but attendance to national parks way up. Uh, Local parks, like my cemetery next to me, Greenwood Cemetery, it's actually a national I think it's a national park. It's got some sort of designation. It's a beautiful place. I got an email. You know, they want donations. The attendance is up 71% this year. That's great. Learn about stuff around you. Okay? RV camping, all-time high. Earlier this year, you couldn't even buy camping gear. It's also been a rush to... Go upstate and find houses upstate. People are reconnecting with nature. That's a good thing. And hopefully that'll translate into the future. But today's rainy. Get some, and also rain gear. Get some proper rain gear, okay? Proper shoes. It's easy. It's, it's easy when you have the tools. Having the tools is the most important thing about any situation. And it revealed this year, you know, it revealed a lot about 
coronavirus and lockdown and riots and all that stuff opened up a window into what wasn't working before, before, you know, it can just show you that, you know, they say the police, the politicians, Trump, Biden, all of them, de Blasio, Cuomo, they're not that smart and they failed miserably. And that's something that people, you know, some people lean into the authority, just helping everything. But also it's a scary thing when you need to have some sort of self-reliance. You need to lean on your your community a little bit more and yourself, which I think is a good thing. And you, you foster skills to do that. The big takeaway on 2020 that everybody's completely inept at what they're doing. That's okay. That means you can only move up from there. All right. So this episode, we're going to talk about the potential for complete remote work moving forward. What companies are saying about that, what their views are on that. And then office space, specifically in New York, moving home. What's going on with that? And what are the timelines? Some people are already making bets on it. Some people have transitioned the whole completely to remote. And people are unsure how that's going to work. A lot of people, a lot of businesses said their productivity remained the same or went up. And then there's just certain businesses you need to have key players around each other consistently to strategize, innovate, and move on to the next thing. So we're going to get, it's going to be in two sections. We're going to talk about remote work with salaries, and then we're going to talk about the change in office spaces at the end of the year and what kind of, kind of predictions we have for next year. So, but you know, like every episode, we don't do this for free. Okay. We got to sell you something. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home in New York City or nationwide, give me a call. I'm a licensed real estate agent with over 15 years experience from renovating, painting, management, sales, rentals, estate sales, multifamilies, design staging. And we have a team of people who can help you. If we're at capacity or you're looking for a specific house in a specific area, we can set you up with a local agent who might be better suited. And we'll let you know that right away. And then you get some discounts on movers from us as well. Okay? We're going to get right into the episode. If you like this podcast, ask Amadeus at Marcus Amadeus on social media, like and follow. And I hope you enjoy the episode. And we're back. A lot of people relocated this year. If you were in a position where you're a remote worker, you're an office worker, for a lot of people, things worked out for you this year. Nothing really changed. You saved money because you're not going out. Commuting is very expensive. Some days you, you need to take an Uber. Some days you're working late and you order extra food. So a lot of, you know, you're saving money. A lot of people, the stock market's gone insane. I think that has a lot to do with bonus and, um, government stimulus, but also people are saving. You know, people are saving because they weren't allowed to go do things. And like I said, return to nature. Nature's cheap. It's free to go do. But there's a lot of articles this week in the news about tethering salaries to location and what people are doing. Let's get right into it. Wall Street Journal reports, tech workers and employers are alike at beginning to question location-focused pay scales. A handful of companies are moving to abandon them altogether. 
In a setting without regard for location, tech companies, including Reddit and Zillow, are making potentially expensive gambles to retain talent and work completely remotely. Back in October, Zillow made a decree to their employees that they will forever be remote and they're not going to change their pay. I know from personal experience, I had a lot of people go on furlough for New York and they had a four, five, 10% reduction. And then when they came back, their businesses said, hey, we're not going to return your pay until you come back to the office. And you're kind of in a catch-22 there because your your agenda has changed with the employer, but you're not qualifying for benefits because if you don't take the job, you're not being laid off or anything like that. And it's not COVID-related. So there's been a long-held notion that basically tech companies and people like Facebook – places like that in San Francisco and New York, that they have pay skills for New York, San Francisco, and it is adjusted to the cost of living in these places. But now with people buying homes in rural areas, like last time we talked about the land grab, uh, shortage of land, people are moving more to remote places. But you know, sometimes those places don't have high-speed internet. They don't have infrastructure that maybe when you move out there, and like, you realize maybe you really need Uber Eats and the infrastructure that's available in a city. Right, but some people are, you know, they lean into this. So there, a lot of people. I think it was what was the company here? Stripe uh, offered a one-time bonus for their workers who moved out of San Francisco or New York, but you had to agree to a ten percent pay cut. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's fair? Is that something that we want to do? Uh, but it, it, it's a really weird dance that people have to play. You want to keep your employees, but does it justify the cost? And can you, is it really, is it justified to pay them, you know, if you're getting $100,000 to get another extra 10 or 20, something like that. So workers considering more flexible work scenarios are divided. In November, a survey of 600 tech workers by the job search platform indeed found that 60% of respondents would be willing to take a pay cut to remotely permanently work while 40% said they wouldn't. I don't know. I think I'm kind of in the camp where I would take a slight reduction, but I don't know if I would take a major reduction. I still think you need to, there needs to be some time in the office to get people back to work, you know, and it just, you just collaborate. Things are more efficient some people just don't know how to use technology in the Zoom age, and it's it's difficult. And you get saturated by media. Um, phone calls work great. Some people, I I'm never doing a Zoom call ever again. They're ridiculous. Just one on one. So I'll call that a FaceTime, I guess. Zillow, a Seattle-based real estate company, we've talked about them a lot. Told its 5,600 employees in October that if they choose to locate from their current city, they wouldn't adjust their pay. We're not making this change to save money. You know, a lot of people. A lot of companies were already in the process of making this move, right? So COVID and coronavirus, I know this on a personal level with people's, people moving at their personal homes. It's just, it, 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 it pushed the timeline up where it wouldn't have been before. So um, basically Zillow is saying that they, they, they're going to make this change to keep their employees, 
So I, I know for, I think I talked about this before. I know someone who moved to Nashville and they took a big pay cut to just stay there, but they're they're fine with it. So, um, and they said since the announcement, fifty employees decided to move to other cities. Uh, and the company will try to pay, use this model through the end of 2021 and see what happens. With new hires, Zillow plans to work towards a nationalized pay scale over time. So just to have a average pay scale for the country versus ge- geography of specific cities. And, you know, a lot of tech workers work in other countries like Eastern Europe, India, Pakistan. So, I mean... If you can get one of those jobs and you live over there, you get an American salary, that's kind of a good deal, wouldn't you think? If people think that the world is going to snap back to where it was 18 months ago after the pandemic, I don't think that's realistic, says Mr. Spaulding. It's a great name. Your best talent is going to have options coming out of this. And I, I agree. I talk to a lot of people who do hire in media companies. They're saying that the two things happen. The middle... The middle management, high-paying jobs kind of cut back. The top-end jobs got bonuses, and the entry-level jobs became more competitive because, you know, people shuffled around, and you know, the, the qualifications to get these jobs went up. You know, uh, Reddit has seven hundred employees, and they uh, they made a similar move to get rid of the geographic pay salaries in the U.S. by the end of October, seeing productive because they said productivity would remain high. Um, They previously had zones of pay in the in the in the U.S. So different cities, like we said before, but they said that you know they in order to retain talent, some people wanted to move, and that's you know when you have seven hundred employees and say a hundred of them move, yeah, that's one seventh. That's quite a lot of people relocating, and. I talked to a few people saying that, you know, especially in media where you're doing all these conferences that they're basically saying, no, we're not, we're not doing any work travel this year. So when is that going to be, you know, what is this going to really take, take place? I think that at the end of the year, budgets get made, but people really don't think that, that people going back to offices, that's really this soon. I mean, vaccines are out, Moderna, Pfizer, but then we're hearing conflicting ideas about how much they work and the effectiveness of it. Who knows? It's all, it's all fake news, you know? So, but that's why we're here. We're trying to give you an interpretation that you might find helpful in the future. So, the last part of this, I talked to, you know, coming out of talking to brokers around CBRE, it's a commercial real estate company. You know, they were saying that, you know, it's very difficult that people are looking for office spaces in the city right now. The prices are down 20-ish percent. But these other places like WeWork, Industrious, they're going to see, I think, a flexible model of people coming back to work because people do want to come back to work. Some do, as we said, 60-40. But even a couple of days a week, I think that you're going to see people come back but only like three days a week, right? And give them that option, especially more senior employees. And obviously, if you're, you're older, you know, you don't want to have people coming into the office who might get sick. Okay, we're going to move on to the next 
part of this episode where we talk about office space in the big cities, what's going to happen to them. Ho, 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 and we're back. First part, we talked about salaries, what companies are going to do, full remote, is it going to happen? And this half in this property report episode, return to office ideas stir again. Landlords are hoping vaccines lure millions back to the workplace, but not so fast. Peter Grant reports in the Wall Street Journal. Office building landlords are hoping that the massive COVID-19 vaccination campaign launched in the USA this month will lead to millions of people returning to places of work in 2021 after spending most of the pandemic working from home. People made a lot of investments in their home office, too. You couldn't get monitors for a while. You can't get desks. Desks were hard to get. But where are we going to go from here? There's an ad agency called Mother. I've walked by this building all the time. always wondered what it was. Just leased a 61-square-foot space in Brooklyn, New York, and Gowanus in April, hoping to get people back. But we don't know what's going to happen. We don't think this is going to be soon. Widespread return probably won't take place until late spring or early summer 2021, even when enough people have been vaccinated in the U.S. population to come close to quote-unquote herd immunity. That is part of our lexicon now. And uh, this is according to public health professionals and real estate industry. Um, I talked to a, a few brokers earlier this year and basically that he's saying that places like Westchester, suburban New Jersey have seen a a push into smaller, medium-sized office spaces because a lot of their employees already work, worked in those places and commuted and they don't want to come back. They're older or they just like – they've they decided that, hey, this is the move we're going to make for now. Um, so what does that look like? I mean Mother, this ad agency, is talking about they, – they actually put their money where their mouth is and got a, a space in Gowanus. Not quite in the city. There's There's – there's people in Gowanus who have office space, that's for sure. Um, but you know now, the, these the brokers are really trying to incentivize people to come in, and now is now the best time to get an office space before the vaccines really come into full swing. Earlier this year, Facebook leased up a huge office space on the west side of Manhattan. Amazon getting office space as well and warehouse space. But you know we're in a transition right now. Even with the vaccine, even with masks, are people going to come back and do they need to? People have already made their decisions. People are willing to take pay cuts, as we heard. Let's say 60% is the, some of the stats we had there. But you know, long, long-term changes in the workplace will continue for years, I think. Uh, the work, Working from home and other remote locations, which became a necessity during the pandemic, will likely remain a major part of the workplace, employers, and real estate executives say. Businesses that are highly competitive for top talent will likely to begin opening smaller satellite offices in metropolitan areas and offering employees the option of working from there at home or in a centralized headquarters or a combination of the three. So I still think we're going to have major firms with their headquarters in New York, but we're going to see, like I said before, Westchester, New Jersey, Goldman Sachs move to to Florida. And it's going to be kind of a hub and like they're saying quote unquote hub and spoke strategy as they become known the office as an industry 
industry. Hub and spoke, I don't really like that. You know, I'm not, not, that's not a cool phrase. Many of the hubs and spokes are being designed to encourage informality. Things are going to be a lot more informal after people have been on their couches from working in their kitchens for, I totally agree. Some people just haven't gotten out of their pajamas since March. It's unacceptable. If you're going outside, put some pants on. All right. I get it. Athleisure. I used to never like athleisure. I said, are you an athlete? Are you leisuring or you're dressing? But athleisure, it's back. I own a pair of athleisure pants now. I bought them in the summer. They were too hot. Perfect for the winter. Okay. Hundreds of billions of dollars of office values and mortgages depend on the timely return to office spaces. It's true. Office rents could fall as much as 8% next year, according to the forecast by commercial real estate services firm, CBRE, biggest one in the country. But that's still not as far as rents fell during the 2008 financial crisis, where they dropped to close to 13%. Listen, office spaces are on you know, 10, 15-year lifespan. So dropping that much is a big deal because they're already wrapped up for 10 years. On average, only 22.9% of workers in 10 cities tracked by Castle Systems had returned to the office as of December 16th. The highest rate of the pandemic since last spring was 27.4% in mid-October, said Castle. This is kind of creepy, though. Castle is a national security company who has access to all ID swipes in the country. A little weird. Data gets compartmentalized and aggregated in the weirdest ways, so... They're watching those swipes. So I, 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 this kind of makes sense. You know, people, there was a little bit of hope earlier in October, people would come back. And then I think this, this new uptick has gotten people a little bit worried. I know at my, one of my jobs, I do construction quality management. And basically everyone is either gone traveling for the holidays or has COVID. Was the only person left. But I got some work out of it, you know. 65% of the population must be immune for the contagion rate to fall below 10 case, ten new cases per 100,000 per day. I think that's so ambitious. We can't live in a place where we think that's going to happen. We, we, it's, we got new strains coming out. I think that it's something we're going to have to deal with. And I thought this before, maybe having morning shifts, late shifts, staggering shifts, if you want people to come back to the office is really the way to go. By late spring or early summer, about 45% of the U.S. population will likely have received vaccines, according to Ashish Jha, the dean of Brown University in public health. By that time, more than 25% of the U.S. population will have contract, contracted the COVID, contracted and survived the COVID-19 infection, getting herd immunity in that way. 45% of the vaccinated and 25% of the infected assumes an overlap between there will be easily 55 and 65% immunity. I think that's pretty ambitious. I could see 45% taking vaccine, but I don't know. I think a lot of people are already just going to have immunity by just having it. So December activity is still far below where we were before, but uh, people are leasing up office spaces. They're going to do smaller spaces in the city, satellite offices in suburbs, maybe in other states, and then full-blown remote working. We're still going to have people coming in to New York. I think it's going to be staggered. It's going to be, like we said, less formal. 
And, you know, a lot of people, young adults, young families who are working for the man, grinding 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 hour weeks, and now get to spend time with their family, bought a house. I think it's going to be hard to get those high value employees to give that up or at least come back five days a week. So that's my take. I hope you enjoyed. We got some people staying full remote for the year. We got some people leasing up offices, trying to get people back in early, mid spring, early summer. Let me know what you think. Follow me at Marcus Amadeus on Twitter and Instagram if you want to message me. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent homes in New York, give me a call. You're easy to find me, MarcusShot.com, Ask Amadeus Podcast. Enjoy the day. Have a good rest of 2020. It's a new year. Positive vibes going forward. Enjoy. Bye.